So, Claire, give us your best impression of how a V8 engine sounds. It kind of sounds more like a Formula One car, to be completely honest. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> now you're just making up noises. <laughs> That's a door opening, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 1 of The Flat Tire. Uh, today we're going to have Claire Coyle, who is the usually the producer of The Flat Tire, but with the whole COVID world stuff happening, um, she is now a guest on the show. So Claire, why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, thank you for having me. I know, you know, it was hard to choose. I was out of a big, big selection of candidates. Now you live with three people. I am one of them. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's exciting. I've never been on this side of the camera before, so it'll be fun to work with you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I thought it'd be kind of cool to ask Claire, who is my girlfriend, some questions about the car world. Mm -hmm. And I believe you have some questions for me as well. Yes. Uh, she has not seen my questions that I have written down on this little notepad. And she has some questions written down that I have not seen either on her uh, orange notepad. Um, so I don't even know how to begin. So do you want me to go first or do you want to go first with the questions? Well, I figured we could go one at a time. And then if you want to answer, like if you have a question for me and I want to throw it back at you, then we can do it that way as well. Okay. Kind of just have a Q&A here. Okay, cool. See um, how much I've learned in the last couple <laughs> years because I... I don't know. I still feel like I don't know as much about cars as I should. You have like a bit of automotive background-ish. A little bit. Sort of. Just with the I got my first car me. this year, so I'm starting to learn a little bit more about that as well. Good, good. Yeah. So why don't, um, you know what, before we start, why don't you give us a little bit of a, this is actually one of my questions. Um, so why don't you give us a bit of a, bit of a background on your automotive knowledge before we met. Okay. So this was more than over five years ago. Well, <laughs> I would say it was limited. While my parents had cars, I didn't really help them out very much with that. Um, I know my dad got a cool truck and he was excited about that. Um, and that's about it. I never got my, I got my G1 when I was 16 and then didn't do much after that until a couple years ago. So I never drove that much. So my knowledge was very limited. I watched F1 a lot with my dad growing up though. That was a regular Sunday thing. So into the, like into the, you know, do it yourself kind of automotive world, I wasn't involved with, but like the watching the motorsports world, we watched, we watched a lot of um, Top Gear and a lot of F1. Um, so that was always fun. I always liked, um, you know, the, the Q and A's at the end of those or at the beginning of those with, um, oh, I think the it sky was. Sports guys. Yes. I forget their names, but the, um, like they're, uh, from the London guys. Yeah. The, one of them used to be a Formula One driver. I can't believe I forget his name. I know. I should have written it down. I didn't. Ah, that's okay. Well, we'll put it up here. Yeah. I know we had an episode in the past where we talked about Formula One. And I remember seeing you in the corner of my eye, just like, 
Ah. Oh, yeah, because I don't yeah. think Brandon's that big into Formula One. And it was just like so much. I love it. And we went a few years ago to go watch them. And it was so cool. I've always been a huge fan. So yeah. when Brandon was like, no, that 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 cut deep. Yeah. It was hard not to say anything. I may have said something. I forget. But I think that during that episode, you actually did not have a microphone oh, okay. with you. But Darn. that's that's OK. Um, so your your background in automotive world is pretty minimal. Uh, your dad had a truck. Do you know what kind <laughs> well, of truck it my was? My mom also had a car that sometimes fell apart. And I remember um, where you would change, like, oh my gosh. My lack of knowledge of the words is going to come. That's right. You can make, make up the words so, and I'll fill in the words with a proper term. And like an if, automatic car, you, you shift from like park to gas. You don't shift, but you change from like park to drive. Yeah. And that and her car would sometimes just like come apart. So as a kid, I remember like putting that together and fixing a few other little things from time to time. But that was about the extent of it. So what's the story about that time you had to fix it? I remember you telling me a story about it. (laughs) Well, it was just basically like it wouldn't happen while we were moving because obviously it was an automatic car. Once you're in drive, you're fine. But sometimes going from park to drive, it would just kind of like pop off. So then my mom would just pop the hood and whoever was in the car would jump around, open the hood and just kind of like, there was a bolt and you would just kind of have to put it back on. So and then we would go to, about. What did you have to put back on? Was it a cable or something? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like it's like a shifter linkage cable. Yeah, so that would always come apart. and yeah. we would, that, But that was my extent of my you know, shop days was putting that back together every once in a while on, you know, family grocery trips. Yeah. Just off to Costco. Oh, my transmission's fucked again. <laughs> yeah. That, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Cool. So that was, I guess that was my first question. Yeah, she's going to hate me for telling that story if she listens to does it. Does she want to listen to this? I don't know, but if she does, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's that's the one what? story you told. <laughs> Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So before you met me, I guess that was like kind of your knowledge about cars. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much nothing. Yeah. And to yeah. be honest, when we first met, I didn't know how into cars you were either. I was like, I got in and out of cars. I turned cars on and off <laughs> and I drove them. Yeah. Like you open the door, you get in and you get out. Yeah. Cars, you know. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's question number one. So why don't you go actually for the next one? Okay, so I have um, some generic questions, and then I have some more personal questions. Um, So kind of like, um, should I just dive right in, or should I start with some of the more generic car person questions? You choose whatever question, choose whatever question that you want to ask me. All right, I'll fire off a couple, just easy answers, okay? Okay, all right, let's go. If you could only drive one car for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, no. Honestly, that seems like an easy question, but it's not. It's not an easy question. You want to know why? Why? Because you have different cars for different days mm-hmm. and moods. Oh, for sure. As well as seasons, right? So because we live in Canada, Ottawa, Ontario, especially. We have winter. <laughs> especially? Well, like, specifically, yeah. Specifically. Sorry, go on. Because um, like, in BC, you have that really nice weather that you can get away with a... Mm-hmm sedan all year round like we get get away with a sedan all year round here mm-hmm. like the e46 that i'm driving now it's a sedan it's rear wheel drive it drives great uh sometimes it gets sideways by mistake oh by mistake by sure mistake um but also having a maybe having like an suv would be nice you know having mm-hmm. something in bid like 
in the way of everything. All right, you got 10 seconds. Oh. One card for the rest of your life. Nine, eight. Honestly, seven. I would go with like an RS6 Avant. I know okay. everyone Everyone says they want an Audi RS6. But there's a reason, right? There is, because it's a big wagon. Mm-hmm. It's all-wheel drive, and they're sick. Is that something you could take to the track and in the wintertime to the oh, yeah, snowboarding hills? Yes. Yeah. Ski hills? Ski hills. Snowboarding hills. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like an all-year-round car. Okay. Should I ask one more simple question? Sure. Okay, if you could eliminate one car from ever being produced, what would it be? So it just was off the market, never around. I only want to say this because I want to piss off Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Brandon. But the Pontiac Aztec is Mm. the stupidest vehicle I have ever seen. Okay. Probably wouldn't eliminate it, though. No. But actually, no. You would just set it on fire. I would set it on fire, yeah. But actually, the Reliant Robin... Dumbest vehicle probably ever produced. Sorry, the what, Robin? Reliant Robin. Oh. So it's, uh, it's there it was like an episode on Top Gear where they made fun of it the entire time. <laughs> it's basically, you got a normal car, but instead of two wheels in the front, you yep. got only one wheel in the middle. Oh, so okay. So it's a three-wheeled car. So whenever it turns, it like rolls <laughs> on its opposite side. Like, yeah. So you turn right and it starts to roll left because all the weight goes to the front left side, mm. but there's no actual... Suspension component, nothing touching this, the ground to actually help it, you know, maintain its weight. Yep. And it just rolls and rolls and rolls and you can't... What was the point of that? It was stupid. Oh, there is no point to that, you're it's right. It's stupid. I don't know. Kind of reminds me of a spider, but like worse produced. A spider? I'm sorry, is it not called a spider? What do you mean? There's one in Ottawa and it's a completely open concept and then you just have like the roll bar kind of like... Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's not called a spider? No, no. So, like, I think you're getting confused with, like, a spider convertible. Mm -hmm. Like, convertible, like, uh... Yeah, anyways. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's also three wheels. Yeah, it's three wheels. And in the summer, I always see it in the market. It's two wheels in the front, one wheel in the back. Yes. It's a, um... I guess so. I, I'm drawing a blank. I am drawing a We're not blank. so good on the names tonight. When it, when, it comes, when it comes to mine, I'll probably just shout it out. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, that's different because there's one wheel on the back, two wheels on the front. So when you turn... It makes sense. The load of the weight actually goes to that corner and it's being supported by that wheel up front. Okay. So it, it works. It works. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next question. Next question. Oh, I have lots of... I have like 30 questions here. Oh, no. I don't think okay. we'll get to all of them. Okay. I don't want to look like an idiot on the podcast because probably won't know all the answers to this, but that's fine. I don't right? think there, there's no right or wrong. Everything's right or wrong. What? I don't know. Um, all right. All right. All right. All right. So what were your first thoughts when you found out I was a car enthusiast? Okay. That's a good one. Um, well, I know it's not the most cost effective hobby in the world but I don't think that was my first thought I think um I don't know that was a little while ago but I I do like cars and I've gotten more into it over the years and um I think I enjoy going to the track a lot so that's always fun getting on the track um with you and helping along in the pits and stuff at first um it may have been a few more parking lots, and I don't think that was exactly my scene, to be honest. <laughs> it's fun. It's nice to see everybody, especially after in the 
winters here, you don't see everybody in the summers. We all meet up and hang out with everybody. But, you know, that first couple, first couple parking lot meets when I didn't know everybody, I think that was a little bit like, oh, I'm just standing here in a parking lot. What am I doing? But then <laughs> once you kind of get into the scene and, you know, see more people and, you know, you get familiar with everybody around you and like get part of the community and then it's a lot nicer. So mm. I think at first it was a little bit, I didn't know that whole world existed. You know, you see a lot of cars at M&M and you just think that they're having a good sale, but now I kind of know that they're not. <laughs> it's just people hanging out there on a Friday night. So yeah, a Best bit of a sale. <laughs> Best Buy sale. Yeah. Not so much. Mm. Red Lobster, Maryville. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, everyone just really wants that lobster. Yeah. Um, I don't okay. know if that answers your question, but oh, it does. I can't think it that does. far back. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, we've been dating for like more than three days. More than three days. Yeah. Less than 1,052 years. Yeah. Probably. Somewhere in between. Yeah. I forget. She remembers. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I just asked the question. So then now it's your turn, too. Okay. So this may be an easy one. NASCAR, F1, Indy, or monster car racing? What do you mean monster car racing? Um, like monster trucks? Monster trucks, yeah. Oh. Where they go off the jumps and everything. Oh, okay. So, so, so you have gonna NASCAR, watch. Formula One. Oh, to watch? To watch, just as a spectator. NASCAR, Formula One, Indy, or monster If you were going to go to any of these events, would you go to a NASCAR event, an F1 event, an Indy car racing, or a monster truck racing? To be completely honest, yeah, I have never in my life gone to a monster truck race Ooh! i've always wanted to go okay so out of those four i would have to go monster truck race that's a good one um, i feel like that would be fun yeah i feel like, like you need like a 24 pack of beer and <laughs> you know got that like hat on backwards that's what i picture i'm sorry no that's... i'll get that hat with the beer holders. oh perfect yeah perfect um like we've been to an, a formula one race mm-hmm. i've been to stock car races at capital city speedway with my family years ago oh, okay the one that just passed its full yeah and uh obviously indie car racing isn't the same as formula one in nascar mm-hmm. but it kind of has a similar aspects to it but for like for just the the brutal like fun and just the craziness i would definitely i'd have to go monster Monster trucks. I feel like it's a whole other world. I've yeah. never been either. I feel it's like just, that would be a lot of fun. Like, like a shit show. Yeah. Like things flying, people jumping in the air, and it's, yeah. it's crazy. We um, should put that on the bucket list. So what would you what, what would you prefer? Only, I don't know, it's not my, not my question. No, but, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, only because I've never gone to it, I'd probably say the monster truck racing as well. Um, I really did enjoy going to the F1, and I definitely want to do that again. Mm-hmm. But um, Well, this year might be different. Yeah. We were going to go last year again, yeah. but whatever. As everyone knows, <laughs> not an option this year. No. Maybe next year mm-hmm. or last year. Maybe this year will be an option. Um, okay. Do you want to do another? I know you have a lot more questions than me. Do you want to do like a couple back to back and then? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just on the same kind of wavelength of professional racing, who is your favorite professional motorsports? Motor motorsports driver. <laughs> Um, everyone says Lewis Hamilton and this guy and that guy. Um, honestly, I'm not sure who my favorite motors. Oh, okay. Well, well, Ayrton Senna for sure. Just because of who the person he is, mm-hmm. like how, like he brought back a lot of what he learned and over the years, like back to his community. Um, 
definitely is my favorite motorsports driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernando Alonso kind of follows his kind of footsteps in, in that kind of realm. Okay. Uh, he does like a few charitable events and he kind of takes disciplines from here and there. Oh, uh, I think that's so c- important. Yeah. yeah. Well, which, which part? The charitable stuff or the, the different disciplines? Oh, sorry, the charitable it. stuff. Just bringing stuff back to your community because I know yeah. in order to get that high in a lot of these um, motorsports, you need a lot of finance in your, yeah. on your back and to bring some of that back to your community where you grew up and, you know, where you started karting racing and all that. I think that's yeah. Good. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yeah. So for, I think for, um, for present time, I think Fernando Alonso. Yeah. for like the past, I would have to say Ayrton Senna. Yeah, um, that's good. Fernando Alonso kind of does a lot of, Different kinds of races. Like, he did a lot of F1. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know that. He did uh, 24 hour Le Mans races, 24 hours Daytona, and stuff like that. Uh, he did some of the Dakar rally racing, uh, a lot of Indy and stuff. Um, there's, I don't know. Just an all yeah. around. Yeah. He kind of hit everything, eh? Yeah. And he, he does give back to his community a lot. Like, people back home, he like gives back. Uh, either like events or, or money or sponsorships to like kids who are trying to like make it as well. So I, th- I think that's really great. I uh, I'd have to say those two. I know you just asked for one, but no, I'd, no, that's I'd have to fine. Say those two. Um, I always just think it's really cute when these big drivers have their own little like karting clubs back home where they're all the kids are like six. I don't know. That always just like is such a soft spot for me because it's so cute because they come off their like whatever they're driving, F1 or NASCAR or anything, um, and then come back just to their little karting kids, and I just think it's very cute. Yeah, I, I, it's it's really cool. Like Daniel Ricciardo does that. A lot of the NASCAR guys do that. Mm-hmm. It's just a different kind of style of driving, but it's just, it's the same with the same thing. Like they have the charitable events and donations and clubs mm-hmm. to help those kids who are, I wouldn't say less, less fortunate, but just don't know how to pursue what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. And, yeah. That's I think cool. that's great. I right, I'm passing the torch back to you. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. So this kind of answered. Uh, no, no, I didn't. So, what are your favorite forms of motorsports? Uh, and which ones would you try yourself? Oh, that's very cool. Um, my favorite forms. I always thought rally would be really cool to get into. Um, kind of like, you know, you drive on less traveled roads and go through those. Um, also I, I'm not, I've never, um, driven a motorcycle, but I always thought racing motorcycles would be a lot of fun. I don't know if I'd be very good at it, but, um, I don't know. Just having a bike on a track just seems like a lot of fun. Maybe, uh, maybe this summer. If mm-hmm. it's possible, we get you on, on one of those small little mini bikes. That would be They're so much not fun. As fast, yeah, as like a normal bike, but it'll still kind of give you that that excitement of riding a bike really fast. Yeah, one of the things that I always find terrifying, and I know it's what every person who drives motorcycles um, has to do. Not drives motorcycles but races them like especially professionally is when they lean and their knees basically touch the ground Mm -hmm. and i feel like that would be a lot less scary on a small bike than one of those bigger bikes yeah i guess less speed less speed less distance to lean yeah Yeah. you know you're closer to the ground so you don't have to lean as far well you saw the guys at the like lombardi 
on the small bikes, right? No, I wasn't you there that came? day. No. Oh, you never came. So they were, they were still like pretty much touching knee on the ground. Oh, yeah. So less distance, but I feel like it would still give you that kind of thrill of like, holy shit, my knee's on the ground while going 50, 60 kilometers an hour. I feel like it's a good intermediate. Yeah. So I think uh, maybe this summer if uh, if if we're allowed to, you know, do some more Shout out to Lombardi. Stuff, <laughs> I'll see if uh, we can maybe get you on one of those small bites for like uh, a small session or a learning be session. Or so something. much fun. That'd be cool. I've only driven... Um, what did we drive in Costa Rica again? It wasn't like a motorcycle. Oh, it was yeah, it was just like a little scooter. Yeah, like, no power. That's all I've ever done. It was fun though. Those roads are a lot of fun. Yeah, very like windy roads. Um, lots of very sketchy traffic. Mm-hmm. I still remember that one time when we started to move, and you decided to like pull me back. And we <laughs> almost went into a ditch. We did a bit of a wheelie. Was, like, I also wheelie, remember the okay. time that you took us down a one way on the wrong. Oh, going yeah. the wrong way yeah, that was, just sent it and some guy trouble. was beeping at us we just waved like hi we're having such fun and then we realized that we were well I didn't even see <laughs> the signs the were sign. not visible there's a sign it was like way bad yeah and like I was just like why is like what is happening holy crap uh, this is a runway road yeah we were driving <laughs> with one, one of I mean. my good friends Hannah and all of a sudden she was gone and we're like where did she go <laughs> she looked at the signs we did not yeah. Oh, that was good. That was funny. That was scary times. That was fun, though. That was, that was enjoyable. Um, hmm. So any sort of other, any other forms of motorsports that you would want to try out yourself? Any of your favorite ones that you would like to watch and not try? Or Well, you know, this fits into one of my questions. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Wow, that's a lot of questions. I have, like... Five so, or six, but anyways, go ahead. Oh, yep. we don't, a lot of these are repeating. I didn't know how many questions you had, so I came over prepared. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Would you let me drive your Miata on track? Yes. Yes? Yeah. You okay. have to learn manual. I'm not that bad. Properly. You're not bad, but. I'm just leaving in first the whole track, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 you can't do that. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Um... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I would have to get you like an HPDE day or something. Ooh. Yeah. But, See, I always thought that would be fun. Yeah. But to start, I think I would probably register you in a couple autocross sessions before putting you onto a track. Okay. Because essentially autocross is kind of like a smaller track and track driving is just a much larger autocross session. That kind of makes sense? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. More pylons. Yeah, I was actually, um, what was it? My old manager at Canadian Tire, like Ralph, mm-hmm. that's what that's how he kind of explained track driving to me, the difference between autocross and track, is that you still have your lines that you're supposed to take in an autocross uh, setup, mm-hmm. uh, whereas on a track, you still have the same lines, uh, still have that same kind of technique between gas, brake, and, uh, and steering inputs. It's just a little more exaggerated in uh, autocross as opposed to track. A little faster corrections in autocross. So the be- I, I kind of believe that the better you are at autocross, the better you could possibly be in circuit racing. Just because it, it's not as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intense. Yeah. I'd say. Well, if know. you go off track, you're just hitting a pylon as opposed to, you know, grass and walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so early summer. Well, you could you could hit pylons on the track. 
That's true. It's possible I've done it a couple of times <laughs> by mistake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's okay, though. It happens. <laughs> so early summer, um, we'll do some parking lot racing. Parking autocross, lot racing. Yeah. And late summer, we'll go to the track. Deal. Well, if, if like Motorsports Club of Ottawa is doing some autocross that's open to the general public, let's do it 100%. Cool. I know uh, I know Ben wants to take Willa mm. and her uh, Miata. Yeah. So I don't mind you taking it. Uh, we'll go together. Well, you said you were going to get me that rare edition yellow Miata, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If I could find one that's not <laughs> costing like 50000 bajillion dollars. Yeah. That's that's a real price. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll find one. Okay. We'll find you one. Um, but now this is recorded, so now I have to find you one. Yeah. Get okay. looking. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. This is my turn now. I don't what know. I kind of jumped on your question with another question, so. That's okay. That's okay. But yes, you if can you, drive them. Yeah. Okay. So this is. Thank you. So that answers your question that I would also like to do some racing oh, yeah. on the track. Yeah, that's true. Thought that would be fun. Mm-hmm. So if you were, this is kind of twofold. Um, yeah. So if you were going to choose a, cho- a chauffeur, who would you choose? So we'll have it as, um, so like a chauffeur, like to drive you around wherever, get groceries. That's such a weird question. No, but like, you know, like, <laughs> like so, so you could choose someone that you know. And then someone that is like, a, you know, a professional driver who you would, you would really like to be passenger with them, you know, but just. A chauffeur as in someone to do like daily tasks with? Just drive, like who would drive you around? On the track. I, I guess just daily tasks. I, I was thinking like a chauffeur as in like, if you had to have somebody to like, I don't know, drive you to the grocery store. <laughs> I guess it's kind of a weird question now that I say it out loud. <laughs> it is kind of a weird question. Okay, fine. If you were um, going to drive shotgun in a car on the track, who would you want to be shotgun with? I don't know. So first do someone that you know, someone maybe that you hasn't gone to the track yet, but you really want to take them. That hasn't gone to the track. Or has I- I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so confused by the question. We can take this question out if you want. I know it's not very much of a confused question, but whatever. Um, oh yeah, so somebody I, I, that I know mm-hmm. who would want to ride shotgun with at the track or just everyday things. Um, I'd probably say like Tom Russell. Okay. I know he's a really good driver, and I've seen him drive on the simulator, and I've, I've actually gone for a lap with him on uh, at Calabogie. And like super smooth, like he was driving his uh, five liter Mustang, like very well. Yes. And uh, before his suspension upgrades and all that, um, I think he would be a good, not to put it in like those contacts or words or whatever, but I think he would be a good chauffeur and a good. Uh, <laughs> see what I mean? Like, it's yeah, of, it's, it's kind, kind of weird. weird. It's, I'm it's sorry. Kind of weird. I was just trying to think of like if you were going to be the, you're you're normally the one who drives, mm-hmm. so if you were going to be. I don't know. I found that question online. I didn't know what to ask you. <laughs> Such a weird question. I'm sorry. But but yeah, I think I think I would. Uh, Tom has a lot a lot of experience mm-hmm. and uh, a lot he can teach and he teaches really well. Um, <laughs> but for the track stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly I wouldn't hire a chauffeur. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Uber for that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna 
be like, hey, man, let's I should have said, do who, who do you want to drive shotgun with? There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, honestly, I would I would ride shotgun with like pretty much anyone who's uh, who goes to like one more lap events and stuff like that. Well, majority of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Andre is like a, a wicked driver. I've uh, done like half a lap with him, and uh, unfortunately, the, the the session got black flagged. Um, but I think I think he would be uh, someone I could learn a lot from, like driving wise. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think I think those two, uh, Tom Russell and, and Mark Andre. Should good. I redeem myself with a better question? Yes, please. That but was I'm, a very awkward question. I'm sorry. I was just trying to be like, you know, like who who do you want to drive with? But okay. you're not driving. That yes. was the goal of that question. Um, yeah. Okay, so you obviously are really into cars now. Was car culture a big thing when you were growing up? Um. Yes. So car, car culture itself wasn't really big when I was growing up. Um, I would say being raised in like a car family, sort of, yes. Because mm-hmm. my dad was into cars when he was growing up, and he kind of showed me like old pictures of his cars. Um, and then my brother, who was really into cars, I'm assuming because of my dad, um, really got, got me into like, he took me to M&M when I was like 12, 13, and 14 years old. And I saw everyone like kind of hanging out there and having a good time and all these cool cars. And uh, sometimes people will rip down Maryville like they usually do. And now it's uh, everyone's freaking out because it is dangerous uh, to a certain extent, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice save. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think car, uh, car culture came into my life when I was around 14, 15, where I kind of really realized what, what it is to be a car enthusiast, uh, like modifying cars and being around people who have a prized possession that they could show off and drive either to the track or to car shows or to the dredge strip. Um, and uh, I don't know. I can't, really, I can't really put a date on like when. Yeah, but just when you were growing up, it was always there, part of your life. Yeah, uh, like in my, in my like mid-teens, okay. I'd say, yeah. Before that, I was just like, I just wanted to drive every car possible. So you were talking about wanting to drive every car that you saw as a kid. And that leads me into one other question, if I can have the floor one more time. Sure. Okay. So it kind of has to do with getting your license. So it's kind of twofold. But I'll ask, you know, at one at a time. Um, did you ever drive a car before getting your license? I played the fifth. <laughs> okay, and <laughs> my next question is, um, how, so did you have any, um, should we restart? I feel silly. I was going to ask you about, how, uh, did you have any, um, like, how was getting your license? Did anything like weird happen or was it pretty straightforward? I never heard the story about how you got your license. Okay. So I don't know if you got into like, I don't know. Something weird always happens when you go for your license, right? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, license story. So my, uh, G1 went easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, simple test here. Um, just a couple of questions and my G2 test was a little different. Uh, I still remember, I remember my, uh, it wouldn't be an instructor, but what would he be? The test person, mm-hmm. officiator, 
Yeah. Whatever the word would be for that. Um, but uh, over at the Watley location, there's, a, there's an island that you kind of have to merge on and off to get into the, uh, I guess it's the westbound lane to go uh, down Watley. Mm-hmm. And as I was merging onto the island, my instructor or the test person, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, officiator, um, he started freaking out at me, saying that that's not what we were supposed to do when we're supposed to go onto the island. It's, all, it's not like an island. It's not like a... It's like a kind of like a large median. It's a large median, yeah. But it's <laughs> one of those flat ones that you could kind of use as a merging lane. Mm-hmm. So I did that, and he was like freaking out at me. He's like, oh, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're trying to like kill us and blah, blah, blah. He's like freaking out for no reason. And I'm just like, dude, like, can you relax? Like, this is, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> usually it's the other way. I feel like usually it would be the person driving who's freaking out during the test and not the officiant. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. It's just, I was just like, like, they, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how I was taught. This mm-hmm. is how I've seen everyone else do it. So, like, why is it a big deal? I mean, kind of sat there for like 15 seconds as he's like losing his shit <laughs> over this. Um, and, I just kind of like, at this point, I'm just like, you know what, like, if he's going to fail me, he's going to fail me now. So mm-hmm. I just continued the test and like, screw it. Like, I don't like really care anymore. Yeah. So I just did the whatever. I'm going down Walkley. I did the whole, like, don't go through the yellow light. Everyone goes through yellow lights, but on a test, you're not supposed to. So I came to a stop for the yellow. He's like looking at me all mad and stuff. Uh, we take the right down that little, whatever, in the little uh, suburban area and do the stop sign and the park on the side, uphill, downhill kind of thing, turn the wheel to the, towards the sidewalk and all that. And we come back to like Walkley and he's all like pissed off. He gets out of the car. Um, I go, I, I, I get out of the car, go into, inside the test center. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I was actually using my driving instructor's uh, vehicle, which was a Cavalier. Okay. Uh, black Cavalier, automatic. It was it was a bit of a rust bucket. <laughs> um, but I remember my instructor went up to the guy who was uh, who was doing the test with me. Yeah. Because uh, the guy seemed like really pissed, and he's like, "What? What's what's wrong?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, like you went on the median, whatever, blah blah blah." He's like, "I'm mad at like, the instructor now," and the instructor's like, "Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it." <laughs> and then like I don't know what happened or whatever. Then all of a sudden like the the guy comes back to me. He's like, "Here's a paper." I was like, here's a G2 paper. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> he just kind of so, looks at me. I'm like, bye. Yeah, <laughs> bye. just left. Yeah. It was good. Good times. But yeah. that was that was my experience with, uh, with um, I guess, uh, MTO, I yeah. think. Yeah. Your instructor pulled through for sure. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not like he was, like, backing me up. He was just saying, like, yeah, like, this is what you're supposed to do. And the guy yeah. was, like, the guy who was doing, me the, doing the test for me or with me or whatever. He was an older man. Maybe mm-hmm. he was just maybe it was just an off day for him or something and whatever it's it happens but whatever yeah it's fine i passed easy peasy <laughs> g license was say like easy it was just a highway highway test to go up and down the airport parkway and that's about it okay. yeah what about, uh, what about you me um well, I guess when I did my G2 test on Walkley, the only thing that weird that was happened is I was behind um, this other car just driving along with my instructor. And Walkley um, is like a, about three lanes. Is it three lanes on each side? Two lanes? Uh, two lanes. And it's you I'm go about 60, right? Unless 50? expanded, yeah. 
Yeah, two lanes, 60. 50, 60. Like it's it's not a it's not a highway, but it's not like a side road. Like it's a main road. Mm-hmm. Doesn't the guy in front of me just randomly slam on his brakes? And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And I was I was I wasn't right behind him um so i had time to go around and then he starts reversing so this guy in front <laughs> of me is road? on the main road like in <laughs> the, he didn't even pull over a little bit to the side he is just reversing down walkley okay um so weird. whatever i just i i put my signal signal on and i go to the the middle the left lane and <laughs> drive around this guy <laughs> and my instructor like leans over and like starts pounding on my horn because I'm like, I wanted to, but at the same time, it feels weird to be like an aggressive driver during a test. Like, I don't know if I should honk at somebody yeah, else. Like, would that be like a fail? Well, it wouldn't be a fail, I but I just kind of like in the moment, I was just kind of like, I'll just go around this guy. Like, <laughs> and like by the time he started reversing, I was like kind of close. So I kind of had to go fast. But like when he slammed on the brakes, like I just kind of like took my, like I, it wasn't close enough for me to have to slam on the brakes, but it was like, he was in front of me mm-hmm. and like, it was I don't know. I don't know why he was reversing down Walkley. Like this, there's no real exits around that area. Like oh, how man. far are you gonna go? Um, Probably just like a brain fart or yeah. can't do that on the roads. The instructor was like, "What?" Like you know, started swearing yeah. and whatever. But yeah. I passed. Yeah. Nothing happened on my end. That was weird. It was just <laughs> I've never seen anybody reverse down Walkley. So at least I wasn't the worst driver on the road that day. Good. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Back to you. On to, on to my questions. Yep. Okay. I just have a, quite a few questions. I don't know. Anyways. Um, oh, actually, I asked that question. That's your favorite things. Um, so do you enjoy chat days? And what's your best or your favorite or worst memories of chat days? Okay. That's a good one. I actually really do like track days. Um, I know I'm not one that takes, you know, the wheel and goes on the track, but just being someone there to support, it's always been a lot of fun. Um, We started at Calabogie, or you started at Calabogie, and I, you know, was there on the cheering you on. Um, I think some of my favorite experiences... um, Sorry, let me just think for a second... I think one of the most memorable experiences was when you were racing last summer and um, about halfway through, I'm not sure if it was your qualifying or I'm not, I think it was your qualifying. Um, like it just was a torrential downpour. Oh yeah, that was fun. Like <laughs> absolutely like you yeah. couldn't move three feet in the open without getting soaked. Yeah. So we were like far down the paddock on one side and I had my longboard and it started kind of raining and we were camped all the way on the other side of the paddock. Sorry, this doesn't have to do with cars. This is just a personal story. (laughs) Um, So I, and I knew that you were on the track and that they would be calling you off soon. So I saw you go by once in the rain. It looked like fun (laughs) Um, driving on the track in the rain. You don't always get to do that. So that looked like fun, but I was like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just go quickly. You know, like I'm on my longboard. It won't be, I won't get too wet. So anyways, I leave uh, your parents, I give your mom my raincoat um, and I'm just going, I think I had like a sweater or something on and just trying to, and like all of a sudden I'm like halfway there, halfway across the paddock and it starts absolutely like it was like you couldn't see six feet in front of you and they had all these little like kiosk stands um, to cover like cars and (laughs) I guess somebody didn't think that somebody would be just like, you know, riding past on their longboard. So they had that little broom 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a broom and they like pushed up on um, the the tent lid and oh, no. all the water came out and oh, just no, like I got completely water. drenched. Mm. Um, and honestly, that like it sucks. wasn't a bad day. Like I was more worried about the, the wheel bearings at that point because it had already been raining so much that like yeah. I wasn't getting that much wetter, right? <laughs> so um, I just kind of carried on and then... Uh, luckily, we camped the night before, so we had a, a change of clothes. But um, it's not like I had to drive while I was soaking wet or anything. But it was, yeah, of all the times for them to push the the tent up, yeah. So that was that was probably the most memorable experience that I've had, but probably the most fun. I really enjoyed um, when you were tracking at Chambla. That was fun. Um, so we got to the paddock there. It was really cool. It was nice and large and got some cool photos of you guys driving there. And then yeah. just Trombla, Trombla uh, city center is really nice. So. Mm-hmm. That, that whole weekend at Trombla was a lot of fun. That was, but the yeah. drive up, it started raining and then we drove literally through a rainbow. That yeah. was cool. I've never done that before. Um, and then uh, through the mountain, the mountainy roads mm-hmm. uh, with a cottage there. That was cool. It was like a five minute walk to the track. Like, probably less than that. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Just, yeah. That was my first time in Trombla ever. Like, that area. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, that was uh, that was cool. Hopefully, this year, we'll be able to do it again. That'd be really fun. Yeah. yeah. I'll, throw, um, I'll throw the same question back to you. Okay. Um, if you want to oh, read it. What was time. my favorite? What was my favorite? Uh, oh, I threw my question away. I guess my... Do I enjoy track days? Hmm. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> yes. Um, my best and favorite or my worst memories? Let's go with my best memories. Um, honestly, I think Trombla had to be one of my favorite ones because yeah. it was my first, it was like the biggest road trip of last year. Yeah. I think I would say because of the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Um and just being able to go to another city for a little bit, get away from Ottawa. Like, it was pretty much a traveling <laughs> vacation kind of thing. Um, being able to get away from the city for a bit, or Ottawa to another city. Not really getting away from the city. Anyways. Uh, and then going to a track I've never been to before. Trombla is such a notoriously famous track. Um, lots of really cool corners there. Uh, I had my first major off at that track. Which was very awkward. Uh, it was funny because I started live streaming. <laughs> and then corner three came and I just instantly just went off. I was like, oh, this is awkward. So I turned the live stream off. Nice. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So what um, happened? What, what made you go off? Um, so afternoon, it was around like one o'clock. It was my session right after lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't realize how hot the track actually got. Like greasy like uh and when when there's already rubber laid down it gets really hot that that rubber that's laid down turns into really slick um so i came into that corner uh with the same mindset as i was like earlier like i could break a little later and deeper mm-hmm. and when i started to break i noticed that my left front started to lock my right front locked and then my rear both just kind of locked right up and my car pretty much stalled and everything was just locked up i'm like Shit, I'm going right <laughs> into the barrier. So I was looking at a barrier, and I was forcing my, my head to, like, turn away to look at my corner, mm-hmm. you know? And I just kind of, like, got a little bit of, like, locked vision. And, like, last second, I started to look, and I let off the brake, and I turned a little bit to kind of, like, 
point the car, but I still went into like the gravel pit pit. Um, but I think I think that was a uh, yeah. Trombone was my favorite favorite track experience so far, yeah. and probably my biggest learning experience so far. Um, obviously, you don't want to go off track, mm-hmm. uh, and you want don't want to get into a major accident. But having oh, like course. a safe off track, just kind of like realize like what could potentially happen and ways to avoid it. Um, yeah. A little I, bit of a wake yeah. up call, you know. Not a wake up call. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I got what you mean. Like, uh, I wouldn't say a wake up call, but it was check. like a reality check. But like, like, what we're doing is still dangerous, even if it's just a lapping day. Mm-hmm. It's still dangerous. You could lose uh, focus for a second or anything could happen and into the wall you go or you flip your car. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a casual hobby could turn into a lifelong, uh, you know, injury or something. Um, but you, nah, I don't. I don't know. That that went to a, like a weird like topic right there, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, trauma was definitely my favorite. Yeah, it was that was fun. my favorite. Um, so you'd go back? Yes, yeah, I definitely would. Um, yeah, I think you have a question for me now. Yeah, I have a few left. I wonder. Okay. Um, okay, I'll I'll fire off again a few easy ones. Okay. Um, favorite car movie? <laughs> oh, there's a few. First one. Um, okay, so my favorite car movie has to be Gone 60 Seconds. Okay. Right off the top of my head, mm-hmm. because I remember Father's Day years ago, my dad took me and my whole family out to see Gone in 60 Seconds at the Coliseum on Carling, um, I believe it was that one, at Carling Avenue mm-hmm. Coliseum. Um, that was the first big car movie that I saw. And it was cool because like there was a lot of like very unique vehicles in it. Um, you got the typical like Porsches and Ferraris and stuff like that, but then you have like the uh, the Mustang, like known as Eleanor, like the boss. Yeah. You know? um, I don't know. It was it was cool. It was lots of action packed. Like now that I, we watched it the other week or so, maybe that's also why I just watched it recently. Mm-hmm. That came to mind first. Um, but like it's such a cheesy movie, but it's just done so well that like you just kind of got lost in like the the stunt driving aspects of it. Like, lots of really cool coordinated stunts. Um, but there's there's a lot of really cool car-related movies that, that yeah. I do love. Yeah. Like, Fast and Furious trilogy. Trilogy. Not trilogy. Um, Septology. Septology. Is there seven? Eight? eight nine? Ten? Uh, eight. 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 Yes, nine, nine is supposed to come out, I think, this year or next year. I don't know. Um... There's even Baby Driver, lots of cool driving sequences. I was thinking Baby Driver too. Yeah. Not that that's one of my favorite ones, yeah. but. Like Edgar Wright did a really good job directing that movie, like the, the music and the tones of everything. But this is yeah. not a, a, a movie related podcast. This is a driving podcast. I'll get away from that. Um, sorry. But yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Oh, no, you don't have to say sorry. I was just like in my I was about to go into like a rant about like how like cinematic like everything it was. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the, is, yeah. Would you consider The Italian Job a car movie? Yes. Yeah I, yeah. I like The Italian Job. And I don't know if that would be my favorite one, but. That was, oh, actually, I think I, I saw like that, that one. in, no, I saw that at home with my parents. Yeah? Yeah. When I was like, I think 15 or so. Yeah. Nice. That was a cool movie. I liked, uh, I liked the scene with the, uh, the minis in the tunnels. Yeah. Because I was like, I was really into skateboarding back then, so it was like a half pipe. Like, I wonder if it's like possible to go like really fast and then do like a full like loop. Around, like, upside down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Dawn in 60 seconds. This wasn't one of my questions, but just as we were talking about cars and movies and stuff, if you were going to take, um, if you were going to drive like a, or own like a famous car movie, sorry, a movie from a, a car. A car yeah. from a movie, I apologize. <laughs> if you were going to, so like, you know, an Aston Martin from James Bond or, you know, like a, hmm. you know, the classic Fast and Furious cars. No. Is there one that you would want to, like a particular one that you would really like to own? Oh, that's actually never, some, that's, that hasn't, that's never crossed my mind. Um, mm. I've always been down for like, uh, like the Audis and stuff from, uh, from Transporter. Okay. I think, I think, I think just the way that the cars are portrayed. Mm-hmm. It's a very like elegant, like daily driven car, but you can whip the hell out of it uh, in, like, in the best stunt ways possible. Obviously, it's very, like, the way they portrayed the car and the stunt drivers and everything, the way they did it, obviously makes it, you know, um, much more, like, it's more glorified. Yeah. But I, I, I always thought that was kind of cool. What about the bike from Hot Rod? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what made me think of that. The pool scene? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I will pass the torch back to you. That's right. Um, hmm. So I asked you a question of, like, what what would you do for motorsports? And this was a question, like, um, what do you consider getting into motorsports, like ice racing and stuff? Uh, I believe that question was actually kind of already answered. Well, in... Like ice racing, I always thought would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I know um, it's not necessarily a possibility this year, but um, I don't know. I've I've never gone to an ice racing event, like even as a spectator, but I've seen some videos and always looked like a lot of fun. Um, fun. <laughs> you know, drifting in the winter is um, always so much fun. So, you know, doing something else in cars, um, racing and... Uh, you know, getting a little Subaru or something I was picturing in a Subaru uh, would be a lot of fun. So, yeah, it'd definitely be a game to try something like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, okay, okay. So this one I think will be a little more fun. A fun of a question for you. Yeah. Um, Hit me. If you were to get a race car, mm-hmm. what would it be? So I don't, you don't know a whole lot about cars, but like what <laughs> color would it be? Yeah. What modifications would you like? Mm. Um, any like specific look, you know, like Formula One look or NASCAR look, rally look, like what would you kind of like, what would be your ideal race car? Ideal race car. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm going like two different ways right now in my head. So I'll tell you both. I've always wanted like just like a really um, like nice matte black or uh porsche um you know just like a standard like convertible porsche that's always i know it's kind of basic but it's always been in my head to own one of those i always thought that would be really cool but my uh, grandfather was also really into aston martins so that always stood out in my head a lot um I remember getting him my calendars for like, you know, Christmas presents as a kid. Uh, we would always get to like go choose something out for the grandparents. And I would always make sure it was an Aston Martin calendar for the year. Not sure if you That's ever cute. used them, but um, <laughs> even just looking at the stores, I always like love them as well. So I think like if I was going to choose like, a, you know, like a supercar or something, um, not that an Aston Martin is a supercar, but yeah, it is. like a, mm, yeah. 
Um, if I was going to get like a luxury car, I guess is more the word I'm looking for. I'd probably either go for like a like a Porsche or an Aston Martin. Cool. Um, okay. Not like a huge fan of chrome. So I'd probably go for like some more like matte colors. Yes. Um, either yellow. I've always been a huge fan of uh, yellow. So I always think that kind of like pops. But if I was thinking of something a little more subtle, just black. Black would be nice. nice you it's know, black on black. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay, so this is uh, more of a statement than a question, to be honest. Okay. Um, no, you cannot put eyelashes on the Miata. Oh, yes. Okay, so that, I just wanted to make that clear. What if you get me a, a Miata? Am I allowed to put eyelashes on no, that one? No, any Mi- anything, Any Miata, any car in general. Any car? Anything that moves and has wheels. Yeah. Um, can't, no. I keep threatening Keishin to put eyelashes on his Miata. I should really just do a bulk Amazon order. And then every time he takes off the eyelashes, I get new eyelashes and put them on. And like, you don't know how many I'm going to get. I can get like 300. Like this could go on for years. Don't do it. And maybe I'll just like the next time you and your friends are at a car meet, just put them on all of them. No. Yeah. And it's even more fun because you have pop-up lights and then they'll wink with their eyelashes. No, 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 no. That's okay. No, no, no. I think that would be great. It's very thoughtful. Yeah, you know, it comes from the heart. <gasps> do you think they have different color eyelashes? Like, what if we do, like, rainbow okay, eyelashes? So, next question, uh, I believe, is your question. <laughs> no eyelashes, please. All right, so rank rank the cars that you've owned. And so, if you're going to, like, you know, your favorite car that you've owned to your least favorite. Favorite car that I've owned to least favorite. Okay. Um, so, these are the cars I've owned. So the Mazda MPV actually pretty much given to me for my dad. So mm. I didn't really own it, but it was kind of mine. Uh, my Mazda 6, my I had an RX-7 for uh, a couple of months. Um, FC RX-7, the Turbo 2. Uh, and then I had that stupid Hyundai Accent, <laughs> the Miata and the Beamer. Um, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. My favorite car I've owned is my Mazda MPV. What? The van. More than the Miata? The Miata is a lot of fun, but the MPV just has so many stupid memories. It's more the memory than the okay. anything else. Okay. But just First like, car. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, it was just a, a stupid time with that van. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say the MPV, uh, the Mazda 6, the Miata, and then the, the, uh, the E46. Okay. And then... The high end doesn't even need to be on that <laughs> list at all. No, that doesn't, that doesn't, no. All right, top three cars you've ever driven. I haven't driven a whole lot of cars. Okay. Um, top three cars, so obviously, my Miata. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I, I own it. Yeah. I could beat the crap out of it, yeah. and I won't feel that bad. <laughs> um, Does that mean I can beat the crap out of it? No, because it's not your car. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you could, you could drive it, though, slowly. Under 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. 10. What? 9. I have a bad memory sometimes. Eight. Okay. Um, I have driven a Porsche on the street once that was fun um it was a while ago 
I don't know too much about it, to be honest. And one more. Six. I don't know. Probably Mazda 6. Okay. Because I've driven that on the track as yeah. well. And it was just, it was fun. It's a good time. Yeah, it was yeah. the first car you ever bought to the track. First car you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much everything. Like, that Mazda 6 took me from autocross to autocross, track racing. that's the word I was looking for. Um, I don't even think you've done autocross in the Miata. No, I haven't. Because I didn't do it last year. Yeah. Last year was the first year I had the Miata. Yeah. Like out in like on the street. Um, and like, I don't know, maybe, maybe this summer we'll take it out. I'll teach you some stuff in it. I'll learn some new stuff in it. It'll be great. It'll be, be a fun time. Um, okay. This one's kind of cool. Uh, so being around car enthusiasts, what have you learned and what have you picked up on over the years? Okay. So, what have I learned? Well, I've learned there's a lot of numbers and letters and car names. Yes, the more numbers and letters, the better. Usually. Yeah. 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 So, I used to just, you know, try and make them up as I was at car meets because everyone would be like, oh, look at this A3765. And I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. But have you seen this other one? I, I made up the last letters <laughs> and numbers, so I can't think of more. But I would just kind of do, like, just as a, <laughs> no one found it funny except for me, but they would all be I'm talking. And then funny. I'm like, oh, did you see that Rainbow 3001? <laughs> yeah. Um, because my head can't take in all those <laughs> numbers and letters and actually yeah. know what car it is. To be honest, though, um, like, I I kind of, I kind of, mm. like, I feel like manufacturers are maybe getting a little bit lazy <laughs> with their naming conventions. Yeah. Uh, but it could also just be, like, roots of, like, a lot of German manufacturers do, like, a, a class and then, like, a, a number that either has to do with the uh, body styling or the engine that's in it. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just laziness. <laughs> <laughs> I've also learned that a lot of track uh, track cars run out of oil, and that's the main thing you need to bring. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. oil and, you know, gasoline. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. You, I don't know if Miatas normally run out of oil, but all the Miatas that I know always have to be topped off by oil. <laughs> So that's the other I thing. If you I go feel to like that was a that was a shot at me. <laughs> no, not only you. Like everybody that I've gone to, um, that I've seen at the track, always has to top off their oil. Yeah. Um, like even Bur yeah, burning oil at the track is a usual you know, standard thing. Oh, if you're okay. not burning oil at the track, then you're not driving hard enough. See, there's yeah, all the things that I've learned. Very well designed car. I've learned how to weld and maintenance, which yeah. is kind of cool. Like a little bit. Cool. Not weld. What? Describe it to me. Glue things together. Yeah. <laughs> Not weld. Cut. Yeah, we cut things. With cut the, metal. Yeah. Yeah, we did a lot the of metal opposite cutting. of the opposite, opposite of welding. Very opposite of welding. <laughs> you don't cut things and then to weld. Well, you do cut things <laughs> to weld together. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so what have I learned at the track? No, what, what was the question? Can you just in that? general, like being around car enthusiasts and stuff? What have you learned over the years? I learned how to jumpstart a car, cool, which is important. Learned how to change tires, things that I didn't necessarily know. Those are just like very practical things. Um, I learned that there's way more of a community than I thought there was. You know, people are always willing to go for a cruise. People are always willing to help you out. Um, if you need a tool at the track, 
the amount of times that um, you've long boarded up to somebody else, uh, whether you knew them or not, and been like, hey, um, you know, somebody, whether it's you or somebody else, is looking for this tool. Do you have one? Yeah. And everyone is yeah. always like, yes. Yeah. Or um, when you guys were um, uh, at your first karting race, and one of the guys there just like t- totally took over and like fixed your entire cart for you. And oh, it took yeah. them like probably, we, we tried to help, but they knew a lot more about it than we did. And, you know, that was probably 45 minutes out of their day. And they, you know, got the cart up and running. Got the cart up and, and running. And yeah. it's just like that sense of community that um, before I didn't know, like, yeah, people like their cars and, you know, you see them going down the street and some drive faster than others but I didn't realize how much of a community there is behind car enthusiasts so cool. you know that's, that's always special yeah. it's always um, a sappy yeah. of me but you know that's okay it's the thing is like it, uh, any any community whether it's like music or anything everyone's willing to help out everyone mm-hmm. and it always just kind of takes a little bit of time to kind of understand uh, I feel like the car community is a little more misunderstood because to be honest, like there are some people who like to crackle tune everywhere <laughs> and it does kind of get annoying at times, especially like 1am when you're trying to sleep. Yeah. Um, but like the people who are like in it because they love it and not just trying to do it to show off, like they're, they're yeah. there for each other and they want to help each other. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. So I'm glad that's one of the things that you kind of saw and learned. Yeah. So I have two more questions for you. I'm not sure how many questions you have left. Uh, I'm actually out of questions. Oh, okay. So do you want to wrap it up with my last two questions? Sure. All right. So what is your favorite, um, generation for cars? So like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like a specific car. Like it doesn't have Mm. to be like, what's your favorite generation from Mazda? Or like, let's say maybe not generation, but like decade. That's, that's an easy, easy one. Yeah. I'd have to say late eighties to like early nineties. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. How come? Um, I'm a big JDM fanboy, to be completely honest. Uh, and just the late 80s to early 90s had, like, the coolest Japanese vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the RX-7s, the Skylines, the very typical, you know, the NSXs and everything. You also have this the Ferrari F40. I mean, it's not a Japanese vehicle, but you have those crazy exotics that kind of, like, push the boundaries of a lot of... Uh, uh, technology and, and aerodynamics and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I, late eighties, early nineties was Easy my answer. Uh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I always like those two, and that's um, the generation of your Miata, correct? Yeah, nineteen ninety yeah. first Miata. I don't not the first Miata, but like I actually wonder what my chassis code is. Did so like what what number like how? Yeah, I'll look into that later this week. And my last question is, would you rather get a boosted Miata or like a V8 Miata or V6? Okay. So I would love to have a V6 Miata because of the amount of torque. I think a V8 would be cool. Uh, Not that it's overdone, but it's overdone. Um, But having an LS swapped Miata would be sick. But I think a V6 would be nice and very interesting balance, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, it also sound very nice too. And I'm sorry, for those of us who don't necessarily know what it means, what is the difference? So why would you want that as opposed to like a, something else? A mean? V6. So a V6 is six cylinders, like pew, 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 pistons. Yeah. Versus a V8, which is eight pistons. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, I hope you like my sound effects. <laughs> it helps. With, with it. It okay. helps. Um, 
And the V is basically your, uh, I guess the, I guess you would say the, uh, the angle of the pistons. I just had a huge flashback. Can I cut in here for a second? Okay. So as we were wrapping up um, and you were describing that, I was just thinking how um, I was relieved that you didn't ask me any like super technical questions because over the years you have definitely tried to teach me a lot of technical things about cars. But I remember the exact moment now of when I realized that you were really into cars. What? And... Um, it was when I was hanging out with a group of my friends in university and you were either with your brother or with a few friends working on cars. And I asked you that exact question. What's the difference between like a boosted versus a V6? And I don't think we were dating for very long. And your answer was, I think, like six or seven paragraphs worth of text. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. And I remember showing one of my girlfriends and they're like, man, he must be really into cars. Like, he knows a lot about this. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And that was the moment that I realized. And I mean, it was a good explanation. I probably still have it if we scrolled up far enough in our text messages. But just listening to you, describe the difference I don't know I just got like a major flashback to that moment I remember sitting in Dunton Tower the base of Dunton Tower getting that text message with Emma yep. <laughs> like wow cars. that was the moment yeah cool. it was like six or seven uh, large texts <laughs> sorry so um uh yeah I think honestly I, a boosted Miata would be cool mm-hmm. or a V-sits Miata I would lean towards the V6 because of the amount of torque. Yeah. Um, V8 would be cool, but there's less V6s in the world in a Miata than there are V8s in a, in a Miata. Wouldn't a V8 go faster? It, like, yes and no. Okay. Like, technically, yes. There would be more power and more torque out of a, out of a V8. Yes. Depends on the V8 that you put in. It depends on the V6 that you put in mm-hmm. or the inline 6 that you put in. Um, but like just for rarity, I guess I would go with the V6 or inline six if it would fit, but I don't know if it would, but yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Is that all you have for me? That's all I have. Yeah. You made it through. Wow. Episode one of season two of the flat tire. The flat tire. Am I allowed to be on the show if I've never gotten a flat tire before? I mean, it's too late now, but... Uh, I think it's fine. Okay, good. Have I gotten a, I've gotten a flat tire, like a really bad one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember driving down Maryville, and there was a massive pothole, but it was kind of like dusted in snow, so I didn't really see it. Mm-hmm. And I smoked both of my wheels on that pothole, <laughs> on the passenger side, mm-hmm. and like both of them blew up. I was so cheesed. Oh, I was so annoyed that day. It was just like, it was a long day of work. And I, I just wanted that. to go home. Yeah. Canadian tire. So cheese. Yeah. I remember that. Anyways. Um, what was I? We're going to wrap it up with some jokes. Oh, yeah. So usually Ramsey has a dad joke, and Brandon makes fun of Ramsey for the joke. But I have myself a dad joke, and I think Clara has a dad joke. And we might think, we think we might have the same dad joke. That'd be Um, good if we did. So should we say it one by one? It'd be kind of weird if we said at the same time and they weren't the same. Oh, that's true. That'd be awkward. All right, all right, all right, all right. You're gonna go first. Yeah. Okay. I wanna. Actually, you go first. You go first. 
Okay. Let me prepare myself here. So, Keishan, I have a confession to make. Oh, no. What is that? I drink brake fluid a lot. Why? But the good news is I can stop anytime. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I have not the same one. Thank God. Maybe we can cleanse our palate. I know. I got it. Stop any time. I know, but it's a knee slapper. There's one guy who always said this. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need brakes. They just slow you down. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's Greg Van Dalen. Mm. Yeah, wise words. Yeah, it was wise words. It's not my joke though. Okay, I'm ready for your joke. Hit me. Okay, this is my joke. You ready for my joke? Probably not. Why does a chicken coop have two doors? Why does a chicken coop have two doors? I'm not sure. Because if it had four doors, it would be a chicken sedan. Oof. Nice. Honestly, now that I said it out loud, like for the public to hear, I think yours was better than mine. So Chicken sedan. Do, do I win? What do I win? I think you win. You win this helmet, which you still own. Woo! Which you own, not still own, but you do own that. That's exciting. Yeah. Exciting. And that's, uh, that wraps it up. Yes. Thanks for uh, being on episode one of season two. Thanks for having me. We'll probably um, have you on again eventually. Yeah. Um, and I know it's tough with COVID and everything, but I think there's ways to have other guests on the show. Socially distanced or uh, online. I should set up like microphones mm-hmm. or lend my mics to other people. It's just the beginning. It is. It is. Tune and, in um, next time. Tune in next time for the flat tire. The flat tire. Ba, ba, da, ba. Flat tire. Ba, ba, da, ba. Anyways, the... I'm going to stop that. Bye. Goodbye.